what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of in these quarantines i am your friend in about host the juggernauts and let's jump right in shall we okay it's been a few crazy days for me um my country we had election here and um things kind of topsy-turvy and chaotic but everything is settled down now and um back on the you know <laughs> movie wagon um i have to say for Mar- march has been an incredible month for movies all the way from cocaine bear to Creed 3 to 65 to shazam or whatever then we have john week four and um dungeons and dragons coming up now um i've seen thank thanks to my um subscription to film house cinema here in nigeria which basically is a fee you pay per month and it gives you access to watch four movies a maximum of four movies a day which is technically unlimited i mean really has time to watch four movies in a day but only works applies from monday to friday excluding weekends and um public holidays but anyway because of that f- flexibility it's easy for me to walk into any cinema um film or cinema and just kind of use my um subscription to watch a movie and i don't even have to fear let's say i'm watching a movie halfway and maybe an emergency comes over i have to go to the toilet i don't have to worry too much about missing anything pivotal because i can always go back again on that day and watch it again but anyway because of that i was able to really take advantage of it i saw cocaine bear um i saw creed 3 twice actually because i really love creed 3 i've been giving my review on creed 3 then more recently i saw shazam fury of the gods and 65 so i'm going to give my review on both movies to let you know what you think if it's what's in the cinemas if it's you know what my own um perceptions to the movies are but of course you know um movies are subjective so if i like a movie for a particular reason and that's the reason my reason why i hate it but before i start um unfortunately i don't have time to talk on the unfortunate passing of lance reddick phenomenal actor great voice baritone presence i mean great baritone voice outstanding presence in films um so for those that don't know lance reddick who a lot of you might recognize more as playing caron in the john wick john wick universe he's the concierge at the continental hotel uh, i knew all the way back from the wire he was a uh, the kind of the, the good cop quote-unquote on the wire and then I, what made me even know him more mainstream was because of fringe oh my god he was so good for what the most of his character in fringe but i just re- realized i just remember how he used to call agent denim and i, I loved i fell in love with that of course he's a great actor he, he appeared he obviously lent his voice to a lot of work too especially video games like horizon he, he voiced the character of silence and he also voiced commander zavala in um, destiny 2 which was just uh such a great performance i mean that voice man is just too iconic and of course anyone that's familiar with um the eric andre show would know his, his, his ironic iconic um appearance where he was trying to basically uh he, he, was just incorporating characters played by Lever Burton, and that was a very small. Then it's funny or die Toys R Us commercial. It was pretty funny. So uh, such sad passing, past the age of sixty uh, of natural causes, causes, and what even made it even more wholesome was the fact that he had been playing Destiny Two the night before he passed away. Now everyone knows that he he voiced the character on Destiny Two, but what people don't understand, don't really know that he was so committed to Destiny Two that he actually voiced the character of Zavala for free. That's how much he loved the lore and the world and on everything of Destiny, and, and that really is, is really sad to to hear him pass away like that. I mean, even players on Destiny kind of paid a homage to him, and I'm sure whenever they do a Destiny live action movie, they're gonna also play a reference to him as well. Man, ah, oh, dude, his death really shocks me, man. He's one of those actors that he's not necessarily mainstream. Or, or on a list or, or you know a headliner but whenever he's in a movie no matter how mediocre the movie may seem he kills it man he, he just stands out and man i'm gonna miss that voice that voice is just too iconic 
yeah it's unfortunate and then john week four was coming out this week and yeah we're probably gonna see uh, uh you know uh, uh memoriam or something to him but yeah that really bums me out man and I, I really hope his family finds solace at this critical time in their lives yeah um so r.i.p lance reddick one of the great ones man one of the great ones um yeah moving on um so for those that are not too, too familiar with what Zack Snyder is up to, of course, the um, DC, what do you call it, Zack Snyder's Just League movie came out. Um, his DC movies are done. He's done Warner Brothers and what have you. Then he moved on to Netflix. He dropped um, Army of the Dead um, some years, uh, so a while back, which I didn't love that movie. I did enjoy it. It had a lot of great scenes. The action was pretty good, but I didn't love the story overall. I thought it was a bit muddled. But all, all the said and done, I'm still a huge fan of Zack Snyder from all the way from 300. Um, his work on 300 was phenomenal. Um, um, I mean, Soccer Punch, even if <laughs> it's very divisive, the action in Soccer Punch was and the visuals are breathtaking. Hell, um, for me, one of those narrated works to, to this very day is going to be the Owls of Gahu, the Guardians, one of the Owls. Oh, the animation he holds up to this very day is incredible. Yeah, and then of course, he did. Um, was the Dawn of the Dead, which was actually great. I think that was a better movie than Army of the Dead. All that said and done. So his next big, I guess, temple project is um, Rebel Moon, which is coming, doing for Netflix, which is kind of like his own version of Star Wars, but R-rated, because, I mean, he's kind of said it himself, you know. It's a space opera, a sci-fi adventure about a lady being oppressed by setting totalitarian kind of force or government and then she has to rise up and raise people to kind of fend them off so he has a little bit of seven samurai or the magnificent seven to it which which i'm looking forward to i really hope the movie does well though i, I really and the, the cast so far i think i will know is um the um this girl that played gazelle in king's man one with the bleed legs she was also in um beyond star trek beyond jesus one of yeah sophia butella fantastic actress i think she has come a long way i think she she has a very nice appeal and um, she, she's really proven herself. Although I've not seen her in a lead role before, so that might be a bit, you know, worrying, I guess. But I have faith in her delivery. I know German Holmes is going to be in the movie as well. Um, we heard recently that he apparently has still been struggling in Hollywood even after all these years, after appearing in a lot of acclaimed roles. Kind of feel bad for that, man, because I really hope he can kind of get his dues, um, get a bit of agency, agency representation. I mean, it's weird because it's someone that's been in. He has appeared twice in the MCU as two different characters and also appeared twice in DCU as two different characters. So I, I, it's, it's bizarre to hear that he's still struggling in Hollywood. It's just crazy. Yeah, so yeah, so why actually bring a Rainbow Moon is, of course, we've not seen a trailer yet. We don't know when the movie's going to drop. But already, <laughs> the gears is in motion because apparently, Starshine um, is also working on doing a, incorporating a video game, an RPG game of Rainbow Moon which is obviously going to incorporate the same universe so i'm guessing it might tie in directly to the movie it might be a separate story but taking place in the same universe we don't know that yet now this is highly ambitious because we don't know anything about the movie yet we've not seen a, a single okay we've seen some behind the fencing footage but we've not seen the movie to judge it enough to whether it's a good movie so i really 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 hope the movie is good and then hope the video game adaptation i'm working on to also works out because the last time a project tried to do something like this was um defiance i don't know if anybody anybody ever watched defiance here i thought i was really ambitious with a tv show that was running concurrently with the video game also called defiance where the tv show the effect of tv show kind of 
affect the video game. Even though on the video game, I'm playing as a separate different character in the same universe, but the effects of TV show kind of are updated into the video game. And that was actually an ambitious project, but the problem was this. Both the TV show and both the video game are just too mediocre on either side. They were not, none of them was great enough to warrant the other. If the show was ex- exceptional, then you could maybe manage the game. If exceptional, you could manage the, 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 the TV show. But unfortunately, he eventually tanked because as ambitious as the project and, and innovative as it was, it's a huge project, man. Working on a video game simultaneously while working on TV series, Jesus, I can't even imagine of the overhaul on that. So I really hope Snyder knows what he's doing with this. Yeah, so let me know what you guys think about Rebel Moon though. I'm really looking forward to it to be honest because Zack Snyder is a very visual and stylistic director. It might not be my top 5 or even top 10 ever, but when it comes to that style and cinematography, I know it's going to deliver. Yeah. Alright, going to the movie reviews now. Let me start with Shazam Fury of the Gods because that was the first movie I watched before 65. Um, when I saw the reviews of Shazam in the 50s, I believe, 50s, 40s, 50s, I was a bit worried because especially since Shazam 1 had like a 80 to 90 percent critical rating as well as the audience one but then i saw the audience rating for Shazam 2 was a bit higher at a 60 percent or so so i was a bit more optimistic you know and i have to say going to see the movie um i'm not gonna lie yes i am feeling i'm get, starting to feel a bit more of the superhero fatigue i was a bit on that really i was quite under, underwhelmed the man the wasp um i'm quantum minimum i've been found it hard to rewatch to be honest um black adam i thought was uh, Black Adam was mid, but I mean the action and the soundtrack were really good, but I don't know, the story was very, very weak. Now, I see Shazam 2 falling into some of the same trappings. I thought overall, it was a very fun, entertaining movie. I can definitely watch Shazam 2 again. That one's guaranteed. Um, the performances were good. Good. Zachary Levi as Shazam is incredible. I know some people are complaining about Shazam's personality and the personality of Billy Batson, but I, I think it makes sense. Billy Batson is more confident in the personality of Shazam, and people have to remember that Shazam is literally an alter ego, so it's it's his own kind of persona with his own uh, brain chemistry and what have you. Um, the, the the supporting family, which I I wasn't very big on them at the end of Shazam One. I thought I warmed up to them a bit more. Um, Freddie Freeman played by um, Glazer was actually well done too. I thought that was a very good character. He's a, he's a really good actor. You can already tell and I love his performance in it. Uh, the other big and good and the other, uh, let's say, adult versions of the kids were good. Even the kids to play their parts, right? The, the little girl, the black kid was very, very adorable. Um, so that being said, let's go on to the villains. I actually enjoy, I mean, Helen Mirren, man, she's a goat. Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu were amazing as their roles as the villains uh, as both uh, Esfera and Calypso. I really liked their performances actually. Uh, yeah, it, it was a quite stoic and, you know, uh, I won't say monotone per se, but it, it, it was something, it was obviously intentional because they are meant to be great gods and, and what have you. But I really liked their performances and then Richard Ziegler did a good job playing kind of the third sister and kind of the halfway point. Uh, so those are the positive things I have to say about the movie, to be honest. And I said it, it's a fun, it's a fun ride, to be honest. The humor works really well for the most part, as opposed to maybe some other issues we have with the MCU. Now, um, the action is pretty good too. You have the scene with dragon, and even the flying scenes and the fighting scenes are are pretty cool. Um, the story is not so good, unfortunately. The story is the story and the pacing is a bit suffers a, a, a lot i think um it, it's just not as engaging or emotionally gripping as the first one i remember the scene in um shazam one 
with the when Billy goes to confront his real life mother and discovers that she never wanted him. Like that was a powerful scene. You know, the humor was still there, but it was something that made you kind of attach more to the character. And I was really hoping for something like that. I couldn't really connect or care for them more. Of course, German Honsu returns as the wizard, and unfortunately, he doesn't do much else than just stand like a standing. Um, even though we understand that he's meant to be powerless and what have you, but yeah, so the, the story and the pacing were beautiful. The story was obviously good. Um, I, I wasn't really big. Look, the CGI was great. The dragon CGI and design was fantastic. But when we were showing the other Greek monsters like the Cyclopses, the Harpies, you know, the Manticores and the rest, it was a bit telling. And that whole scene wasn't a fan of it because it's the same issue I was with Black Adam where she had introduced this army over the city and you don't feel the, ten- the intensity I-, I think like yeah you see some people getting killed and tossed aside but then it just seems it doesn't seem chaotic enough to warrant dread like say something in man of steel when the world engine was operating or even something like in um um, um uh, end game you know that felt like oh my god this end of the world kind of stuff so i really really didn't like the story as like like too well or even the pacing but like i said the performances were really fun the action was really fun, great you know uh the the humor was on point seriously i really like the humor of course there's a cameo i'm not going to talk about it here necessarily but i think if you've, you've seen online already i thought it was a fun cameo and the post credit scene especially the one with the let's say the justice society quote-unquote thought that was really funny. It felt like something directed by James Gunn himself. So all in all though, Shazam was pretty solid. I would give Shazam a 7 over 10. I was a 6 over 10 I gave it before, but upon revision, revising it, I'll give it a 7 I still think Shazam 1 is better. That The first one was way better. I really enjoyed that film. That movie was, the pacing was tight. The story was really good, really entertaining and engaging. Uh, but I still enjoyed hard fun with this and I'm sometimes, it's probably something I can see again. Then moving on, um, there was uh, another movie that came out of the radar, which, to be honest, even because of the fact that of my film, film, um, cinema subscription, I don't think I'd ever watch this movie in the cinemas. I'd probably just check it out on, on streaming or on, on digital. But 65, a movie that dropped uh, last week, starring Adam Driver, who plays like almost a solo performance, aside from a female actress that plays a little girl. Uh, so the story is basic. Uh, a, a, a space... Um, basically, Adam Driver is a... Uh, Delivery, delivery man, let's say a space delivery man that crashes into an uninhabited planet that is, you know, prehistoric and filled with dinosaurs and he has to survive with his weapons and his wits. And it's not really a spoiler because I mean, from the title 65 and from the trailer, and even the, like the first 10 minutes of the movie, you find out that it's actually Earth, prehistoric Earth, which I thought was an interesting point. I thought that was a very smart. So he falls 65 million years in, in the past of when dinosaurs to roam the earth and things like that. I thought that was actually a smart move and the whole story ties into like, you know, the global extinction events that wiped out the dinosaurs. So all in all, I thought it was a very simple, straightforward movie, which I liked it for. Um, it doesn't have much depth, which not necessarily is, I know the critic rating was really low, I think 33%, which I was a bit surprised because I feel like the movie delivers on what it promises. It's a very simple, straightforward movie. A guy crashes into a planet, tries to get out, uh, contemplating his life, discovers a little young girl that he kind of takes responsibility for to, and, you know, decides to brave the, the wild and brave, brave nature and then get to his destination. Very simple story. Uh, I thought it was really well done on that, on that regard. But I think maybe one of the gripes that the movie doesn't do anything else with its premise, which it could be way more fascinating, but 
personally i like the fact that it chose to go a simple route you know occam's razor at times the simplest solution is the best solution so i liked it for that um the animation the, the vfx of dennis was actually really good i was worried about that because i think the budget was really low about like 50 50 million dollars or something so i was thinking they're going to try to do like jaws where they don't show much of the monster for the most part of the movie and they kind of do that for like the first half of the movie you don't you, you get a tease of the dinosaurs and whatever but i believe that because of things that in the advancement technology and movies like jurassic world i feel like the tech and the assets necessary digital assets for a dinosaur are more available so maybe it's cheaper now but yeah the dinosaurs actually look really good and, and, and some of the scenes with dinosaurs were really terrifying like legit terrifying you know even though it's a bit uh you know telegraphed you know you have the regular tropes of someone backing up to your wall looking at one way but then the, the, the threat comes from their back and things like that but i thought overall though it was a really fine simple movie I really liked it. I really liked it. I don't love it. I would give it, if I'm going to rank, it would be like a 6 over 10, like I said, because it doesn't do much else than its premise. But I guess maybe because I just came off watching Last of Us and I really loved the whole Joel and Ellie dynamic. So I think I could translate that to Adam Driver's character and the female character, the female girl in the film, where he has to protect her. And then the girl herself is not necessarily helpless. She also has, she's also kind of quick witted and resourceful as well. So their performances were really, really good. Like, exceptionally good unfortunately the movies I, I think it hasn't even made its budget back it's, it's really like a flop and then we have John Wick 4 coming so probably gonna kick it off uh, which is unfortunate but I really like the movie man and I hope to see more of this because this might deter studios from trying to do things more original like how people always want original films but 65 of the movie I would say you should see in the cinema uh, necessarily if you can you want to support the movie you can go but I would advise that you definitely um uh, check it out when it comes on digital it's a fun i think it's a good movie to watch the family actually legitimately like it's a story of survival you know anyone, anyone can relate to that man versus nature so i really really suggest that and i really enjoyed it for that reason alone so that's all the time i have today guys let me know what you guys think in the comment section or i don't know whichever way you can uh what are your thoughts on lance reddick's passing um it's going to be forever missed what are your thoughts on the rebel moon movie coming and it's and the accompanying video game what have you seen Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, and also 65? What, what are your thoughts? I'm gonna see John Wick 4 tomorrow, and I'm probably gonna see Dungeons and Dragons when it comes out at the end of the month. I'm really looking for Dungeons and Dragons because, man, the, and the, the trailer so far have been fantastic, and also it's directed by um, Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. I believe those are their names that that they duo directors. They're the guys that worked on Game Night, which is still one of my favorite comedies of this of this gen, de decade let me just say this decade is such a funny movie so i know that the humor they, they, they have the sensibility similar to that of chris lord and phil miller that i kind of i'm kind of feeling in their movie so i'm really hoping the movie delivers and i mean john wick 4 look the reviews so far have been outstanding have been, have been great and I'm, I'm a huge fan of john wick regardless even though i wasn't that big on part three i still had a fun time with it let me know what you guys think about the, about the upcoming movies and any of the ones that i reviewed if you've seen them and as always guys stay safe I'll stay tuned.